any intro I'm going to give to this episode is just undermining the value that is in this episode. So in this episode, I'm just going to say, I am interviewing an amazing human being, one of the most inspiring, I would say, spiritual business leaders of our time. And the guy has built multiple companies, taking them up to seven figures and beyond, and is actually now just mentoring other entrepreneurs on these topics. So we got a chance to talk to him. This is an amazing interview. I hope you guys enjoy this. Please welcome former Disney executive, the founder of the first ever African-American drone company, which he took to multiple seven figures, a media company, and way more than that. Please welcome Terrence X. Johnson, also known as Mr. J. Let's begin. Hey everyone, what's up and welcome to the Commit First podcast. And today on the show, we have Terrence X. Johnson, or as we refer to him as Mr. J in the house. Mr. J, what's up? What's going on, brother? Good, man. I mean, first of all, I, you, probably, you can probably see I'm excited to have you on the show because, um, I mean, I heard you talk at uh, Ethan's um, uh, Mastermind and... Uh, and so Exponential Freedom uh, by Ethan, like that's first of all, like something that we should call out. And, uh, and, and I really connected to everything you talked about. I think that uh, we talked, you talked about kind of like the mindset aspect of things and how you, um, how you create influence, the spiritual game uh, when it comes to entrepreneurship. And it's exactly what I'm building myself around. So it's kind of like that I have a, little, a lot to talk about regarding that. And so super excited to, to have you here with all of your experience and, and wisdom um, to share. So thank you so much for coming on the show. My pleasure, my pleasure. All right, so, I mean, first of all, just to kind of um, set the tone. I know you, 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 have your, um, you have a couple of companies, first of all. You now are a motivation, uh, you're also a motivational speaker, one of the best, and you um, have your uh, evolution media company and also the uh, TCJ Aerotech company, which is basically the first American, uh, African-American drone company in the USA. Um, you have also an executive, like you have, you have your experience, you, you came from working at Disney, is that correct? That is correct. I am a former executive with ABC, Walt Disney, and ESPN. And uh, prior to that, I worked with Irvin Johnson, a basketball player. I'm sure you guys are familiar with him. I uh, worked with him in the hospitality industry as well. And uh, heck, man, I got a lot. I got a long list there. I'm a former yeah. vice president of the Georgia Restaurant Association, secretary for the Georgia Restaurant Council, and chairman of the Subcommittee of Governmental Affairs. And, yeah, I've had my hands in quite a few things over a period of time. <laughs> amazing, amazing. And yet you're still so um you're humble like you're 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 so humble and also uh resourceful and and kind of like you're you're excited about helping other people um how do you find how do you look at that like because it's not everyone with so much experience you know i i find that rather interesting everyone says that mr j you're so humble i i don't know how you're supposed to be outside of being a good person. I don't, I, I guess <laughs> there are people who I guess reach certain levels in their career and they lack humility. 
I would say to you that uh, I do believe this. No one is born humble. I was taught humility through a great deal of adversity. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you never know a person until you walk a mile in their shoes. And so uh, this is just who I am. I enjoy being humble. I enjoy being kind. I enjoy people. You know, I still generally love people. So, you know. Don't let the great beard fool you. I was a young man at one time, and not that I'm an old man now, but you know, I just enjoy people. We're all going through a similar struggle, whether we want to see it that way or not. We really are. Yeah, man. I mean, um, and I think there's so much to say now, especially like going through struggles that some people go through more than than others. But as it, as it comes to entrepreneurship, it's across the board. Everybody's going through adversity, Absolutely. and um, you know, there's so many. Uh, like some, just today I had a couple of like, I had one blow to the stomach today, which um, it's something that is like a financial thing, you know, and I guess a lot of people go through that all the freaking time. And I, I took that blow and I'm like, it's just, it came in the middle of the meeting as a message, um, something like financial. And I'm like, wait a second, what? Like something very big. And I was like, and then I was like, no, no, you know, like I kind of like, refocused and said okay it's all it's all happening perfectly you know it's the universe like everything's setting up for the next phase and i remember you talked about that um can, can you talk about that just a bit about like the the struggles of entrepreneurship and how to like how you choose to view them absolutely well you know uh as i stated before on ethan's podcast there have been many a times that i found myself in a financial struggle uh and of course if you're going through a financial struggle you're dealing with that mentally and how that takes a toll on your mind, which in, in turn leads to taking a toll on your body and your whole inner right. being, so to speak. And uh, what I found is that you, you know, I, I had a friend of mine, very successful businessman, tell me once years ago, when you lack resources, you must learn to become resourceful. And really, <laughs> it, it was very good advice. It was Love actually that. very, very good advice. Yes, it was. And uh, what I've learned from that is that believe it or not, the pain or the adversity that you're enduring or whatever the situation might be, what I've learned to do is embrace it yeah. and not run from it, not uh, avoid it because a lot of us don't wanna feel pain. A lot of us don't wanna suffer. We don't wanna go through it. But right. at the same time, I would equate it to working out or going to the gym. You know, you can't get your body in shape without going through a little bit of pain it's going to hurt a little bit to lift weights and things of that nature. So if you want to attain a certain result, the pain, believe it or not, is necessary in order yeah. for you to grow mature and to have the inner strength, the mental strength, the emotional fortitude to obtain your goal. So, but how do you deal with it? You eat an elephant one bite at a time, one yeah. bite at a time. That's all you yeah, really right. can do. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, do, do you work out nowadays? Well, not like I should. I do have a, a trainer now. I have several people who are willing to train me. I was recently had to stay in a hospital. I've been out now for about three weeks and I'm giving myself some time, but I've, I've, I've given up smoking cigarettes, primarily giving up alcohol and mm, all the good. things and vices that I had in my life early on. Yeah. Uh, I eat a lot better thanks to my wife. Uh, you know, I just, actually, I just celebrated uh, 26 years of marriage uh, last wow. Wednesday. Wow, congrats. Yeah. Wow. Oh, thanks, wow. my friend. Thank you so much. So, uh, 26 years. Yes. And, and, you know, as I say to all people, you know, you see me sitting here, but I am not here by myself. She has been a great friend and a great, I don't want to call it a partner. She's much more than that to me, you know, a partner. But 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's more uh, kinder spirits, and uh, she's definitely been a huge asset in me moving myself and my career forward. So I have to say that that's absolutely the truth. I love that, man. Like the, the fact that you can say that you're truly blessed, and I think it also comes to marriage. Marriage go through you go through adversity in marriage as well, like, and and you have to overcome that, right? Yes. Yes, marriage can be, uh, you know, as I share with people our story, a lot of times, you know, they say 26 years, congratulations. But to say that what, uh, that 26-year period, was there any adversity? There were many times mm. her and I thought we would not make it, that we actually tossed around the word divorced and things of that nature. Because, you know, you're dealing with a lot sometimes in life. And if yeah. you don't know how to express yourself, particularly men, uh, we do not do well with expressing our feelings. And yeah. uh I can only speak yeah. from a male perspective. I am not a woman, obviously, but uh, I really had to learn to understand. This is what I would say to any man. With, a, with my wife, I learned this much. It really doesn't have anything to do with logic. It has everything to do with how she feels, mm. how she feels about yeah. it. And yeah. then how do you balance that out with right. your so-called logical mind, so to speak? Right, right. I, I think um, it's one of the first things, by the way, that uh, they told me when, when dealing with kids is like, don't, like just ask how do you feel and and take it from there because they they will open up things that you never would have expected or uh, thought to ask about and uh, i think it's it just for humans in general like kids obviously but like for humans in general it's like our feelings first of all like they will tell you about you know the thought process that went into things and then obviously about how we're going to act if we feel in some way or another so we can understand that better and create empathy right absolutely yeah. absolutely it is, um, and it, you know, when you're able to connect with them on on that level, it makes things better. I will say this: it's been 26 phenomenal years, even with the bad. That's why you have it in good time and bad. So, and uh, God willing, we'll have another 50 more. Amen, amen. Yeah. Amazing, man, amazing. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just like 10 years, so very new. <laughs> oh, yeah, my yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I, I can definitely, you know, just I already got a taste in 10 years of, you know, the things that you, you're talking about. And obviously, you know, I, 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 it comes again to mindset and to, I think in a way also humility and to know that you, I mean, I, have you, have you um, do you believe in like, like different frequencies? Or people that they operate absolutely, on different. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yes. What's your We're take on that? Right now. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. You know, you know what? The best way I can explain frequency to anyone, I believe frequency and intuition somewhat go hand in hand. I'll give an example: If you ever walk into a room and you can kind of feel something's wrong, even though no one said anything, you're feeling that frequency in that room. Mm. Now we call those frequencies either negative energy or positive energy. It's really Again, the mental state is also what's going on with the heart of the person, what's really, how do they feel, what we were just talking about, but absolutely, uh, what frequency you're vibrating on is so accurate in today's society, because if you're vibrating on a positive frequency, I can assure you, you're going to draw positive things to you, but if you're operating on a negative frequency in any way, shape, form, or fashion, be it mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, whatever, that's what you're going to get, and you're going to yeah. experience that, because that's what you're broadcasting to the world. Yeah, I mean, I guess like from the people that I talk to now, I can, I can, I can um, temper that in a proper way, I would say. But I think a lot of people that I talk to nowadays, some of my clients and stuff are like, my clients, I mean, also my coaching clients, also like people that I work with 
um, some of my team members would say, wait, but that's kind of scary because right now, like I'm very, I'm operating out of fear and out of a lot of scarcity. And like, like that would be bad frequency. That means that I'm, I'm tracking this into my life. How can I change that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the, the, one, the great thing about us is that we do not have an instantaneous response. And so there is, for example, if every thought you thought about manifested instantaneously, your house would be filled with so many things, it would be just ridiculous. So I I think uh, in the grand design and how God has put things together for human beings is that we do have somewhat of a delay. And Mm -hmm. so a person can be experiencing negative feelings, negative emotions, and that does not mean instantaneously you're going to experience that. What we want to look at is why am I having these feelings? Why do I have these thoughts? And then why are these thoughts dominating my mindset, which is creating that vibration or frequency that we're sending out? So I would say this to anyone, if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, which I've done many a day, or you wake up and you're having a bad day, it doesn't mean that, uh, that, that you know, the rest of your life is going to be horrible or that week's going to be necessarily terrible. However, I will, be, I will say I'm very candid with people. If you hold that mindset, over an extended period of time, the probability of you experiencing that you greatly increase just by the way that you're thinking. Yeah, I mean, there's so much truth in that. Um, and I, I would like to follow up on that and, and ask, just ask you like, so when did you start developing the, the, the good mindset that you have now or like the, the positive um, attitude or habits that we'll get into the habits a bit later, but like, how do you, when have you started, um, you know, that? Because w- that's not something that most people start with. I know a lot of people, right? Well, I, I would say to you, this, I've always been this way. I think what I, when I just completely let go of fear, when I, was, when I just stopped being afraid. And uh, what do I mean by that? A lot of times, especially in corporate America, uh, you're wearing, in my opinion, most people wear a mask. You're not really knowing that person. They, they, you, you, you know, you're going to work, you're having your suit and tie on or whatever, right. having your coffee and good morning, and you're playing a so-called corporate game. Mm-hmm. And, and you're not really who you are, you who you think you're supposed to be. And once I left corporate America, I, yeah. I just made my mind up just to say, you know what, man, when I would be in a boardroom or at a meeting and if I looked around at each person in the room, I just started asking myself certain questions. And, and, and I'm not trying to sound grotesque when I say this, but I realized that every last person in that room was going to die. Mm-hmm. Every last yeah. person. Yeah. Every, and, and once you start seeing things for what they are and not for necessarily how you want them to be, but the reality, and you lose the inhibition of, uh, you know, just worried about what other people think about you or how they perceive you, once I let go of fear, that's basically what it came down to. And, and I mean that from my business colleagues, my wife, my child, my family, this is who I am. And, you know, granted you pray that everyone accepts you who you are and, and some do, some don't. But once I let go of fear and I wanted to know how could I enjoy my life? I wanted to feel happy. I wanted to experience my life, not the life necessarily society says that you're supposed to experience based on the construct of whatever place you reside. So once I let go of fear and truly let go of fear and embrace myself and uh, decided to be the best version of me, 
and it took time. It wasn't, it didn't happen again overnight. It did not happen instantaneously, yeah. Yeah. but over a period of time, you know, you get better and better at it. So I, I'm a strong advocate of letting go of fear because there's no one on this planet. Uh, if you look at the rich and you look at the poor, they have this in common. They're both heading to the grave. Yeah. Yes. Oh man. Wow. I mean, uh, letting go of fear. I just recently in past, in, in the past couple of months, I learned like for the first time, like, um, my coach, she told me like, Sagi, you either operate out of fear or out of love. So choose. Right. And, um, I never thought about it this way until then, like only a couple months. And, um, and that shifted a lot of things in the way I think, because I think I was still operating, although I learned so much in the past couple of years as an entrepreneur, but I, I, you know, I'm still operating a lot of fear, you know, in a lot of places. And um, I would love to ask you, like, how do you, how do you let go of fear? How do you, what are the active uh, action items or like the, the action items themselves that you have to take in order to work your way out of fear? Uh, so that's a very good question. You know, the first thing I say to people is I have my affirmation that I say to myself. And mm. I, I believe that in order for you to let go of fear, you have to face what you're fearful of. Mm -hmm. You have to face it. And in some people... For example, if you're afraid of, uh, you know, lack, I don't have enough money or whatever the case might be. Mm -hmm. and, and this is a fear that a lot of people deal with across right. the globe, you it's know, how people, have, right. period. And, and you know what, you can be, have a lot of money and be fearful of losing it. Right. Fear is fear. <laughs> right. And it, it's so true. And that's another thing. It's just really when you start looking at things and analyzing them for what they really are. And then how do you do that? Well, I just make it a practice to control my thinking. Because really, if you think about it, fearing something that hasn't even happened is insanity. Mm -hmm. I mean, really think about it. To fear something that hasn't even happened on a certain level, in my opinion, is a form of insanity. And you say, well, Mr. Johnson, those, that sounds very harsh. Why would you say that? Because first of all, we have to look at where does fear come from? Why are you fearful? And usually we're fearful, not because we desire to be, we're fearful because of the environment that we find ourselves in and the information that's bombarding you. So if you, so friends, if you watch the news every day, all you see is horror and terror and sadness and poverty and sickness and war and yeah. continuously, yeah. that's going to become, that's going to play a part in your psyche. So I had to stop watching the news. I had, to, I had to stop feeding that fear to a certain extent. Right. Not that those things do not exist, but if those are the dominating things in my life, the dominating things that I focus my attention on, then to, on a certain level, I'm vibrating on that frequency. Right. And so therefore I'm bringing more of that into my life. So if I change the radio station and put on a different song, and I don't wanna hear about, not that these things don't exist, but if I just listen to COVID every day, I would be literally right. scared to walk out the house. <laughs> right. I would just right. be fearful. No, definitely. Be, yeah. And, and you mentioned the affirmation that you say to yourself. So um, affirmation is something that I'm getting really into recently. Mm -hmm. And what, what is that affirmation, if I may ask? Or also, like, how do you, how do you build your own affirmations? After I suppose <laughs> another great question. Uh, I can share the affirmation with you if you like. And sure. when, usually when I share it, everyone wants to record it or make it their own. And I would say to each and every individual, you have to affirm what you believe. Yeah. An affirmation is not just a saying. 
it's what you truly are affirming to yourself about yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, but if you want, you want me to share it with you? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, it goes like this. It says, I am a billionaire. Money comes to me easily and effortlessly without great labor or toil. My life is simply amazing. Good fortune chases me down. I am truly the luckiest man in the world. I love money and money loves me. I have a lavish, steady, dependable income, consistent with integrity and mutual benefit. And so it is. And I said that for uh, roughly six months straight and was able to sign a a very large deal. I I strongly believe because of of that. I am of the mindset that your mind is the gateway to heaven. And what do I mean by that, Sajid? What do I mean by that? If you look at anything in your home, anything that you, when you walk out your door, at never at one time did it not exist in someone's mind. Whether we have a cup, a book, a computer screen, it was a thought. And so if we truly understand the essence of humanity and what we're capable of being, you know, here we're talking to each other and we're thousands of miles apart, thousands of miles apart from one another. This is all possible because of someone's imagination. Right. And so if you can imagine yourself the way that you would like to see yourself and you can hold it continuously. Now that's the key. You have to hold it. You have to hold that image in your mind. And that believe it or not, is the struggle of most people is being able to hold that thought persistently and consistently mm-hmm. on a daily basis to start seeing the change of uh, in their life that they're wanting to have happen. If I, if I may, uh, I just would like to say this. If you look at any fruit tree, any, any seed or any plant whatsoever, there's a small seed. Now you mm-hmm. can take an apple seed and whether you believe this or not, I do this demonstration quite often. You can take a small apple seed and inside of that apple seed, even though you cannot see it are billions of apples. It's literally true. There are billions right. of apple, apples in that seed. But in order for that seed, to, for those apples to come forth, you must plant that seed somewhere. So imagine the seed is the thought, the soil is your mind, okay? Mm. Now, if you plant that seed in the dirt in your in your backyard or your home, wherever you live, and you put dirt over and you water it, and the next day you come out, there's not a tree out there. There's not even any fruit. Right. But over right. a period of time, you will get a, a stalk, you're going to get a branch, you're going to get a flower, you're going to get some fruit. And then the fruit has to ripen. And from that one fruit comes thousands of other apples, if you will. And I say this to you, your thoughts are the seeds, your mind is the soil, your words are the water, uh, and your intentions, yes, are the fertilizer. So with all those things operating, wow. unless you uproot the seed, they wow. will bear you fruit. Wow. All right. That's super powerful, man. I, <laughs> well, okay. I love that. I'm glad. I love that analogy. And by the way, I usually don't like analogies because usually they, they're like to describe something negative. But this is like a beautiful analogy describing the beautiful things. Um, well, I'm glad that you said that because there's something called natural law. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. This is what we've gotten away from, in my opinion. What is natural? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of things have become unnatural. For example, it's, it's the, the way that the narrative that's promoted in the world today is an unnatural narrative. You say, well, Mr. Johnson, how so? Because if the narrative is continuously evil, bad, dark, that's mm-hmm. not the natural state of people. Yeah. No, no one wakes up wanting to be, usually no one wakes up wanting to be evil. No one wakes up and just, you know, right. not that these things don't happen, but you have to kind of look at the root of the problem 
And so it's just like me and you, we just met a, a few weeks back. Yeah. And here, by sharing our hearts, by letting down our guard, by not coming with the bravado that a lot of men try to come with and just being who you are, look what's happened. But see, you're yeah. drawing it to you and I'm drawing it to myself because that's what's in the heart of us. Right. That's the frequency that we're operating on. You follow? So, yeah. you know, a lot of people do use analogies in a negative aspect. This is true. But I always try to look at the positive. I could sit here and bombard you with a bunch of negative things and all that. Man, the hell with that. Yeah. Life is too short. Right, and I'm right. learning that. That's the lesson. You see all this white on my face. That's what I'm learning. <laughs> that life is too short to be miserable, to be unhappy, to be around people who are just not wanting to uplift themselves or the world. It's just not worth it, in my opinion. Man, totally. I mean, I, wow, so much things to follow up on. Um, and you know what, like the thing that makes me, um, the things that, the, everything you're talking is like really touching a lot of the, the things that I practiced and, and learned in recent years. Um, I think it's so true that what you think will actually happen, that the words that you say out of your mind, uh, the other, that come out of your mouth, like, basically navigate to where you're, you know, they will help that those thoughts come to life or not. And, um, and the intentions, the intentions part is important, right? That's the integrity part. Yes, yes. Um, you know, I would say to you this, think about it this way. To show you how powerful your mind is, you can think about something and it'll make your heart rate go up mm -hmm. just from thinking about something. Right. Or if a person is extremely worried or nervous, they're starting to sweat. In other words, even though it, all this is taking place in their mind, as I tell people, the brain is not the mind. The brain houses the mind, mm -hmm. so to speak. But the brain is not the mind. Mm -hmm. So here in your mind, you're having all these thoughts or whatever the case might be. And if you're thinking about it so intently, so stressfully, it'll cause a physical response out of your body. Mm -hmm. Even though the only thing that's taking place is in your mind. Right. I mean, this is really, a, in my opinion, one of the most powerful principles of spirituality, business, and everything that I've been a part of. It all starts with me. Yes. It all starts with me. Now, Definitely. and again, I don't want to oversimplify that because there are a lot of extenuating circumstances that go on in people's lives. But at the end of the day, I, didn't, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I did not grow up with a great deal of money. But I realized the environment that I was in, the people that I was around, the things that were talked about, the family construct, the family structure, the financial family structure, the way we communicated with each other. Not that I didn't have a good upbringing. I love my parents dearly. But I had to move beyond or evolve past where my parents were. And the only way I could do that was to change my mindset. Yeah. It was just as simple. No, definitely, man. And, and I think... I, I also, I came from a family who, um, which again, uh, nothing, nothing was missing for me, or at least I didn't feel like that as uh, coming up um, as a child. Actually, I also, you know, people sometimes say like Israel is like a hard place to live in or something like that, but it's not. I mean, it's really a great place. Uh, it's also very safe uh, compared to what you see in the news. Like kids could walk out in the street at 2 a.m. with no problem. Like I can go anywhere um in any neighborhood at any time and nothing will probably happen to me like at, at in the middle of the night also also ladies so it's very safe um because we have all the countries around us that want to kill us 
So inside our country, we just don't have any crime like that. Um, so, right. and, and there's no, there's no, um, there's no way to uh, hold guns here unless you have a very permit, like because you're security or something. So nobody holds guns. So there's no like shootouts. There's no stabbings almost. There's no like, so basically like, it's very safe. It's very fun. You don't feel like anything's lacking. Um, and I came from a good house, but, and there's a big but there. So my parents never knew how to handle money. They never taught me because they never knew themselves. And right. Um, I found myself living in the red, in the bank, most of my life. And that was okay. That was the okay state. And I, when I had money, I wasted it. I just wasted it, never saved. Um, and I got to a point in my life where um, I became a businessman for the first time, like a real true entrepreneur, like, you know, uh, street cat. And that was like five years ago that I had to feed my own family of two kids already back then. Uh, now I have three, but like, it was in a mortgage and everything like that. And I was a sole provider. And I was like, okay, like it's business time, you know, but I don't know how to handle money. And I, a lot of adversity came my way because of that. So I had to learn, first of all, how to handle money. Second, I had to learn. And that is, I, I truly, like I, um, I was say it's my, it's my first coach who I flew in from the US with thousands of dollars I didn't have, who taught me, Sagi, just whatever you want to happen, you gotta make sure that you're clear on it. You visualize it and you say to the, to the universe, this, what, this is what I want and this is what's going to happen. Because if you know what you want clearly, and that's what you said before, that's how it connects. It's like, if you know what you want clearly, then it will happen because the universe wants to give it to you. But if you don't know right 100%, like you don't have that clear picture in your mind, then the universe will just go on to give it to anybody else who knows what they want. So I, it became crystal clear to me that I need to know what I want. And, um, and then I heard the story about Jim Carrey. Do you know about Jim Carrey and the check? Oh, yeah. He wrote himself that check and he uh, put yes. it in his wallet. Yeah, I saw that. That's a very inspirational story, too, by the way. Right? I mean, yeah. it exactly goes to what you're saying. Like, so to anybody who doesn't know, Jim Carrey came to Hollywood. Um, I don't remember exactly. I think it was like 1988 or something like that. He was totally broke. It was not known at any, in any way possible. What he did, though... Every night he went up to the hills, sat on the hood of his car and just like dreamt up, visualized him being a famous actor and everybody wanting to work with him. And what he did is he wrote himself a check for $10 million. And he put that check, he hung it in, in his apartment um, on, some kind of, uh, on, some, on some board in, in his apartment. And that's it, forgot about that check. And with the years that it passed, he, he wrote it for Thanksgiving, 1994. And he wrote it for acting services rendered. And in 1994, with the years, you know, that kind of board filled, was filled with papers and different, different kind of things on it. Like, so the check was already like behind a lot of stuff. And with, so 1994 comes around and um, Jim Carrey, I think he closed his role in Dumb and Dumber or, or no, no he's like, he's, he finished Ace Ventura and closed on Dumb and Dumber or something like that. Basically, one contract, $10 million. <laughs> and that was just before Thanksgiving, 1994, the day he wrote himself that check. And he just, it just happened. Like, it's amazing. And the, the check was something that he wrote to himself, kind of like visualized like day, day. And that's what you said, Mr. J, like, about like, you have to be consistent. 
with that thought. And you have to like keep it in your mind. And that's the hard thing because adversity is going to come your way. So you got to make sure that you keep that thought and you, uh, and, and, and eventually things will happen. So that affirmation that you're talking about is, you know, definitely a, a thing that is, is true. And, um, and so I wrote myself a check for, I, I had a, a goal to reach something that I never achieved before in, uh, in revenue. And I hit it in one month after working with my coach. And I'm like, whoa, like what just happened? Like I wished for it and it happened in it one happened. month. Crazy. It happened. Right? It happened. Yeah, yeah. it happened. And then, so I wrote myself, I doubled that sum. I wrote myself a check, put it in the fridge. And that was for the equivalent of 100,000 Israeli shekels, which is the, the it's the equivalent of uh, about, about 28K uh, USD. I said, if I make that in one month, for me, that would be crazy. I never made you know, that much of them, that much money, like in ever, like in, in one month. So um, that sounded so out of my league, but I wrote it down. I put it for five months. I put the check for the first of the first 2018 it was. And the, the check just sat down my fridge and it was just started getting covered with magnets and all kinds of stuff, you know, from the kids. And, um, and then at the second of the first 2018, my wife goes over the accounting software and she's like, Sagi, come here. I think we have a bug. And I was just in the kitchen fixing myself something to eat. And she's like, I think it looks like you made over 100,000 Israeli shekels in, in December. <laughs> and I, it's the second of the first 2018. I just, I'm like, what? So I, 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 I go and remove the magnets. I grab the check from the fridge. I, I run up to her in the living room. I put the check against the computer screen the accounting software and I see 100,000 Israeli shekels like in revenue in 2000 and like I can't believe it. I took that picture I still have it till this day I showed my presentation wow. sometimes good for you it's good like you. and since yeah. then you know that's exactly what you said so since then I really like I really feel that are you talking is truth I am experimenting with that since then I already had like my my 100k months in US dollars I had like I I I know that these kind of things work. The things that I'm right now, I would say, you know, um, dealing with when when it comes to mindset is um, is keeping that, you know, just like just what is my next step, you know, kind of things, and and right. how can I stretch myself even further? Because right now the limits that I tend to the things that I want to reach are I know are kind of they feel way bigger or, you know, that's good. So I guess we were always in this, in the state. Do you feel that still that you, you have like things that are bigger than you do? You yes, want to yes, absolutely. But that's why I have the show evolution because as I tell yeah. people, technology is advancing, but most human beings are not. <laughs> right. It's just a sad fact. Right. Uh, yeah. But we can, again, have this conversation and be miles apart. But at the same time, there are people who are homeless. There are people who are mm. hungry and, uh, the poor we will always have among us. But as I tell people, I believe this, and I don't want to say I believe, I know this to be true. Mm -hmm. It is going to meet you where you are. Yeah. And usually your success is in direct proportion to your spiritual understanding of yourself. Uh, there is a scripture that mm -hmm. I've read that it says that you are destroyed, we're destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And what most people don't understand is that knowledge is knowledge of self to be knowledgeable about what you're capable of. For example, you didn't know you were capable of generating that type of income right. until right. you just stepped out. You And here's the deal. You wrote it down. Something magical happens when we write things down on yeah. pen and paper. 
And then secondly, when you did it, you I'm sure you weren't in, in a state of anxiety. You were just saying, you know what, this is what I want to do. You put it up there and you forgot about it. Yeah. Let me just go about my business, not realizing by you writing it down, follow, following the ancient principles of our existence. When we look at hieroglyphics, someone wrote it down. Mm -hmm. You know, there's something yeah. happens when we write things down and right. you're just taking that principle and I'm applying it to an individual basis to my life. And so whatever it is, you write it down, you put it out there to the universe, you put it out there to God, we say prayers or whatever we call it to be. And we move in that spirit of it, so to speak. Yeah. And by doing so and being open, because the universe is magical. Right. I mean, if you think about it, if you go outside and you look at the sun, most people don't look, you can't even stand and look up at the sun because it's so bright. But how wonderful it is just to have a sun and know that something like that exists in our universe and we're in our spaces to where we are. It is truly magical. That's what I think I've been so successful. To be honest with you, I had to become almost like a child again. I had to unlearn a lot of bad habits. Right. Self-doubt, anxiety, worry, fear, yeah. indecision, all these yeah. things. And you're so fearful, you don't want to make a wrong decision. You're Sometimes you can be so fearful, you won't do nothing. Right. You know, so, right. but I don't feel that way anymore. I know that I just live my life without limits. I love that, yeah. man. I, yeah. I, I feel like you're like so far ahead on that journey. And um, and that inspires me because, you know, like I, I just started, you know, I just feel like I, I'm just like starting out. Um, but I know every time I talk to someone like you, it validates to me. And by the way, to anybody here listening or watching, like this is like a validation, you know, that these kind of things work. Um, it's just like you have to mix up obviously the tactics, the strategies, the business, the finance, the stuff like which are like the hardcore skills, but with spirituality, you know, you got to mix it up. You got to, you got to be there and kind of like tap into that more ancient or more, um, you know, just the, the, the purest side of things, um, in order to be successful because otherwise, you might be successful and miserable or, you know, or not be successful. So if you want to be successful and happy, you got to tap into those kind of things like affirmations, gratitude, um, unlearning, uh, relearning, you know, knowledge, gain, gaining the, your hands on the knowledge that you don't know that I don't know. Like, I mean, that's the kind of thing that, uh, yeah, I'm super, super passionate about. So uh, thank you so much for, for sharing all that wisdom and, and, so can I ask you, like, when you said writing down has a tremendous effect, and we know that. So when you write down, do you have any new affirmations? I mean, do you have like now usual affirmations, or do you journal, or do, like what are your kind of like habits around keeping on growing? Well, my my habits is is relatively simple because as I say this to anyone, no one knows you like you. And you're always with you 24 hours a day. And so it's, if you really think about it. And so what am I affirming to myself outside of a financial gain with evolution and wanting to bring this to the world? I see myself as a very, very successful, inspirational speaker and businessman. Mm -hmm. And so how do I affirm that? I, I get to it. I would say this to you. I believe you should write affirmations down. But at some particular point in time, you're going to become your own book. You're going to become your own book and in becoming your own book, 
your affirmation is more or less written upon your mind or your heart. And I'm not saying you shouldn't write things down in a book or journal. I mean, a lot of people do do that. But I'm saying I've gotten to the point or I've evolved to the point where I can write it upon my own heart. And that is enough. And I, and I, I, I would hope that people aspire to that. Because what if you didn't have pen and paper? Yeah. You know, what if you didn't have it? Well, the only way I could retain it would be in my mind or in my spirit. Right. Right. And I think, you know, um, it goes along with uh, I'm right now reading this book. I think I wrote to you in that um, uh, about me reading this book called Levels of Energy. And it's kind of about like, like we mentioned frequencies and you mentioned like different frequencies that you can level in. Like if you're working out of fear or out of like, so um, this guy, this, this author is called uh, Frederick Dodson. Uh, and he's talking about mapping out the levels of energies or, or frequencies from zero to 1000. And at the beginning, like you have like the up to the fifties, it's people that basically want to kill themselves or see all the world as evil and themselves as well. And basically that's where crime is at. And a lot of like frequencies, like complete neighborhoods or countries can be in, the, in those, you know, in whichever, whatever frequency. So, and it's goes the same for individuals. Then you got like the 100s, which is the people that are up to kind of like still feeling like uh, lack of uh, self-confidence and, and they see themselves as victims and everything like that. After 100, you're breaking kind of the barrier and now you're feeling like it's you against the world kind of, and you want to push back and you're kind of like feeling anger, frustration, kind of like, you know, now you're basically getting into understanding that you were cheated or now that you didn't, you don't need to think about, you know, in specific ways about life like you thought. And then 200 and above is already like, okay, I'm doing something about it. I'm out of the victimhood. I'm out of anger. I'm now starting to operate, um, but I'm still doing a lot of things out of fear. And then basically uh, 300s, 400s, something around that is like where like real entrepreneurs like really succeed. And, and that's where you're like, you're, you're a go-getter. You're setting goals, writing down affirmations. Um, he says like up to 200, 250, something like that, you can get on your own or with a lot of help from either or, psychologists or uh, psychiatrists or whatever, like regular um, um, help, but from the 200s or 250s upward, you need more help than that. So you need like coaches, masterminds, uh, you need uh, meditate, like meditation, like people that are, will teach you like the, the other things that you haven't learned. And then basically from about the 500s, you stop being the goal setter kind of, and you stop being that personal development, like I'm in personal development, root or you start attracting more into your life so you're basically working less attracting more and uh that's, that's so true that is right? very very true that is accurate <laughs> you know you know what i would say to anybody if what i've learned is is to become a man of value and a man mm. of service right that is a very accurate assessment but i don't do, do i work a lot no i do not I do not work a lot. That's not to say I, I don't stay busy. And what I love about my life is I get to do what I want to do mm. as opposed to what I have to do. And so I would say to you, continue to read that book. I, I, I remember you sent the clip on the WhatsApp. I have to take a look at that. That's a very accurate assessment. It's good, right? Right. I'll, yeah. I'll, send, it, yeah. I'll send you there's like, if you look on, on Google, I'll send you that image, but anybody who's listening to the podcast, um, you, you, what you can do is just look up on Google levels of energy 
by Frederick uh, Dodson. And you'll see like the graphs, people like created graphs of these like zero to 1000. And it makes so much sense, so much sense. Sorry, sorry for the interruption. Oh, you're fine. You're fine, brother. That's fine. Nothing like the beautiful children, man. Yeah. What a yeah. yeah, great. Thank you. Um, uh, so, um, so yeah. So, anyways, uh, it, it makes it makes a lot of sense. And I mean, I also kind of feel that that um, I'm now working kind of you know less. I'm feeling I'm stepping up into that game. Um, and what you're saying is like you're at a level of already like again you're attracting and and you're you're more coherent like this is like this thing about like writing affirmations everything's like in your heart already you have full brain heart uh coherence you can work out of like just pureness or you you're you worked on yourself so much so now it's kind of like integral um right it becomes part of who you are yeah exactly and, and, and actually i think what i would say you're really becoming one with yourself mind body spirit I, uh, yesterday I had a great day business-wise, uh, you know, I did very well in a matter of just a couple of hours. It went mm -hmm. extremely well. And the visualization piece, I would say this, if you can develop, which any muscle can be developed, mm -hmm. and how do we develop muscle through repetition? So right. it's really training myself over and over, over the period of years. And so now, as I tell people, if I unzip my body, my spirit would look like Arnold Schwarzenegger did when he was in Terminator. It's my spirit is that's great shape, you yeah. know, because it's yeah. been worked out over the years. It's just yeah. been working out and I still work it out today. And so, but I say that to say, you know, yesterday I had a business meeting. It went exceptionally well. It went super fantastic. It just went yeah. super fantastic. I couldn't ask for it to go any better. It was super easy. But at the same time, if you're radiating that energy, if you're vibrating on that frequency, which I would tell anyone, this is a, what you're seeing is the byproduct of many years. So I don't want to, again, give someone the impression, hey, if I start doing what Mr. J saying, the next day, this might happen. What I will say is, no, I don't want to do that. Because I don't, I think that a flower needs the sun and it also needs the rain for it to grow and become beautiful. So you can't have one without the other. But right. if you can just hold that image and again, be consistent with it, and start radiating it from your uh, your your spirit. Believe it or not, you just draw it to you. And it again with the affirmation, it comes easily and effortlessly, right? Without great labor or toil. Meaning, I don't have to work extremely hard to accomplish a lot. Right. We just been right. taught that behavior. Amazing, man. I mean. Definitely. And, and it's funny, I just yesterday, um, I heard the commencement speech by, um, by Jim Carrey. And I, I don't know how, how much how it is that we get to talk so much about Jim Carrey, but he's amazing in that way. I just, uh, I just found his commencement, commencement uh, speech uh, from 2014. And he said so many things that you just mentioned on this podcast. He said also like find yourself as, as be a man of value. And, and, you know, like, and he said, I, I found my value in, uh, in taking out people's concerns in life, just uh, diminishing people's concerns in life. So I started to go to my own church of, um, of diminishing concerns. And I started like listening to what that church had to pe preach for me and kind of that's the path I followed in order to get to where I am today. So I kind of like, I found my purpose, you know, like, and that's where I went with my direction and my value in the world. What's your value in the world? And that was kind of, that was very inspiring. That was 
very you know i would say this to anyone i often speak with my wife about this you know i said if you want to become very successful in my humble opinion and you want to be compensated well for it just become a person of service yeah serve mm -hmm. a lot of people want things without service it doesn't work that way right and your 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 value is determining based on the service you're giving Right. So if I go get a haircut, that costs me a certain amount of money. You know, if I want to go out to dinner with my wife and I want great service, that's going to cost me a certain amount of money. Whatever line of business you're in, I find myself by helping people, just by being a service to people, by truly helping them and by becoming a man of value, you're usually going to get whatever it is you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, the two kind of go hand in hand. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, not a lot of people also um like give give value and that's i think another thing right like once you become successful like even before you're 100 successful you can give a lot of value to others who are just a few steps behind you and and so i yeah i mean i i really believe in that as well like become becoming like a personal service a personal value and um sometimes that doesn't mean even taking money like you know i i sometimes Hello. Yeah, like either I either I mentor for free sometimes or I also try to work for free for some people um, just to be of value. And then, you know, out of that, not no expectations, whatever will happen, happen. But, you know, and you we, yourself. we understand the law of creation. We understand the law of reciprocity. We understand the law of the universe just by you giving by law, it will come back to you. Just by you giving. But a lot of times uh, people do equate giving with money. And that's not always the case. A lot of times it's giving your time, giving your advice, giving your knowledge, whatever you can give that can, and you're giving it from a pure place. By law, this is the universal principle and the law cannot fail. This is what I would <laughs> tell people. Yeah. Have faith in the natural law of things. Right. It will come back to you. Yeah. It will. No, I love that. I love that. And so I guess, okay, another question, like based upon this, about, upon this. So we talked about like also like um, giving and, and you'll get back. There's also something that was um, once mentioned to me, which makes so much sense. And um, is, I okay, everybody that is now beginning says, when I'll be rich, I would donate a lot of money. I would help a lot of people, right? And okay. The only thing is most people, especially when they don't have money, never donate or, you know, never really think about it, never actually take measures to donate because they're too busy taking care of themselves. So um, what I heard first a couple of years ago was the, the uh, notion of like you should donate, you know, it's a thing, you know, even in the Bible. Um, so um, in, in Jewish, uh, by the way, I heard I got a, a I got a recommendation by a Christian friend about a book about Jewish, uh, like Jewish uh, um, tips, like tips that for business that come out of the Jewish uh, um, culture. Anyway, something something very interesting. Like, and um, that book, one thing they mentioned is like you gotta donate ten percent of all your income, um, and that would make you so much more like successful. You wouldn't even understand because there's some something also again, in law reciprocity or also in, in how you come to now meetings, knowing that you can give, that you have more abundance. Um, 
that will affect you. Do, do you do you believe in that? Well, I believe that when we start looking at from a religious connotation and then we have uh, your own natural view, I, I really don't like to get too much into people's religious connotation because everyone's perspective right. is different. But what I do believe is this, you do reap what you sow. Um, at the end of the day, you should give, you should give. But I believe you should give with a cheerful heart. A lot of people give to avoid taxes. <laughs> okay. Got so, it. All right. All right. I'm, I'm yeah. giving it, and not that it can't do well, but yeah. I'm not giving it out of a pure form of love. Yeah. I'm doing it right. to avoid a penalty. Right. 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 You following me? Yeah. 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 So I understand that from a business perspective, they might call it a loophole or whatever the case might be. Yeah. But if you give to someone who is hungry, someone who is impoverished, someone who is destitute. And there's a difference between giving out of your lack and out of your abundance. Right. See? Right. And so right. I think realistically, those things become an individual choice. I'm of the mindset you should give even when you don't have, you should to the best of your ability. And when you do have, you should give that much more. Mm. I hope that okay. answers your question. Definitely. Um, and, um, and so I, I take out of the notion of that, that you are so, it's basically a habit of yours to also donate, like. Yeah, I, I actually give a lot. I mean, I leave thousands of dollars on the table. Mm -hmm. Just for the mere fact, I don't charge everybody for everything that I do. Yeah, You know, yeah. I just don't. Uh, and somebody might say, well, you know, you're being a somewhat, maybe you're being a little naive in that regard. But you know, a lot of people just need help, man. Right. That's, you know, yeah. I just call us, call it what it is. A lot of people need, a lot of people yeah. can't afford to pay Mr. Johnson. Yeah. It doesn't mean I won't help them. You follow? And so a no, lot no. of times we're looking at these large organizations, Red Cross, United Way, and all these other organizations where you can donate to, which is super fantastic and fabulous. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't need the United Way, but still need help. Mm -hmm. You right. follow me? Yeah. And so how do you help them? You have to help them by being close to them, spending time with them and giving them the information or the knowledge that is necessary in order for them to, right. you know, move towards their goals. So there's a lot of ways to give. There are, and yeah. believe it or not, money is the easiest thing to do. That's yeah. the easy thing to do. Right. Yeah, just here, here you go to take a check and yeah. you never yeah. even see the person. Right. Yeah, but if you're spending time with a person I... sharing their heart with you and they're telling you about whatever yeah. personal challenges they're going through, yeah that is giving my friend trust me right no time is definitely like the most important factor here and once you give all of that then definitely like spot on you know I tell people you can always make more money but you cannot make more time right time is money right and unfortunately as i tell people giving money not that you don't give money but that is one of the easiest things to do here you write a check and it's really out your mind and you go on with your life, but to yeah. sit there and look people in their face, men and women, young and old, black and white, uh, uh, Christian, Jew, whatever their denomination, it doesn't matter. And you start listening to them and the things that, and the challenges that they're facing as individuals, my God, man, we need more people to give time, right? not just money. I can assure you of that. Yeah. To let them know that someone cares. Yeah. No, you know, man, I... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, sorry, sorry. Cut you off. I was going to say a lot of people really feel though people just don't care. Right. 
They just don't care about them. You know, it's my life. That's your problems and whatever the case might be. And uh, I, I remember when things were really, really lean for me and my wife going to the community action bank to get money to help for pay the gas bill or going to the monastery to get food at four in the morning, you know, because mm -hmm. we just were going through it financially. We were having a tough time of it. Of it. Yeah. So uh, as I tell people, those are the places I would give. I would give to the places that I knew helped me. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I mean, um, this is this is gold. Um, so thank you so much for everything that you shared up until now. And now, so we have a few minutes left. And in those few minutes, um, actually now we're just, I'm seeing we're over time now even. So just in the like, to, to, to close it off, is there anything that you would like to share? Any message that you'd like to, uh, transfer to to the audience that you have not yes. shared yet what i would say to all who are listening to me is that number one life is worth living hmm. and that no matter what you've been through you still can become an individual of service guard your mind guard your spirit guard your heart and take care of your body and know that whether you're 15 years old or 55 or in your 60s that you are not an accident you were sent here for a purpose to find and to discover what is your destiny what is your purpose and that goes for all of us we came from our parents but as i tell people where were we before we existed with them we have to ask ourselves some of these most deep and profound questions why am i here why do I exist and what is it I am what am I supposed to do with my life I believe this wholeheartedly we're supposed to be loving we're supposed to be kind and we're supposed to be good people regardless if the world says otherwise you might not see this narrative where you have an African-American talking to a gentleman who lives in Israel you're not going to see this on CNN you might not <laughs> see this on Fox News you might not see it like that and for lack of a better term, they're always gonna show us as divided, evil, and just the world itself. Right. But I can assure you the, that there is hope. And how do I know it's hope? Because you're listening to me. You're listening to me and we're all on this together. So I would tell them to be encouraged. The world is still great. You are Aladdin, rub the lamp, ask and ye shall receive. Seek and you shall find. You know, knock and the door is open, that the world still is beautiful and so are the people in it. Do not lose hope. I love that, man. I love that. So, Mr. J, I mean, this has been amazing. Um, and, you know, I think this is such an important message to everyone here. Um, and you are a true symbol of like success and the fact that you are talking you know, it, like this, and you, you're that you believe in the world, which is good, and to be kind and be a good person, and still be successful. I think that's a message that not a lot of people again uh, deliver. So thank you so much for being that kind of messenger. <laughs> well, thank you, Saj. It's truly my pleasure, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity for your audience to hear my message. I would love to come back on and. You know, hopefully, God willing, we can do some business Definitely. together in the future, my friend. Definitely, man. Definitely. Uh, this That would be amazing. And so, everybody, if you found value 
while you're listening to this episode, please be sure to take a screenshot right now of your phone, your whatever, wherever you're listening to this or watching this on YouTube. Just take a snapshot right now and share the snapshot on Instagram. And you can find Mr. J at the TX Johnson on Instagram. And I'll share it also in the show notes over here. And you can find me obviously at Sagi Schreiber and you can tag both of us and you can also tag commit that first. And just like, let us know that you got this message that you are now in better mood than you before you listen to this episode and that you got some kind of takeaway. Uh, so feel free to just tag us. We will see it and we will also respond. So thank you so much again, Mr. J. And you, uh, we'll see you for sure on the next episode here. Thank you, brother. Take care. Bye-bye.